This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Hello, and welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I'm your host, Vlord GTZ, and with me today, I have my usual co-host, Laser Kid. Hello! And we're back at it again, of course, to talk about more Demon Slayer, specifically the Swordsmith Village arc, which has continued to be very hype. Don't you agree? I definitely agree. Yeah, and specifically today we are talking about episode 5, which had some uh, definitely interesting action scenes and some big appearances. So I guess to start off here, I think one thing that really stuck out to me right away in this episode was just the fluidity of the animation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... very, very well done. Yeah, and like, obviously, we expect quality from Demon Slayer at this point. It's a fine wine among anime. But there's there's something special about this episode, I feel, especially in the way certain characters like, say, Kanroji move, where we see Kanroji show up and just the movement of her super long blade using like all the love breathing techniques and like the sword wrapping around the enemies. I, I got some uh, flashbacks to a manga which shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, it kind of reminded me of that too, not gonna lie. But it, it, I think it really was such an interesting way to animate Kanroji's sword. Because in the manga, obviously, you're looking at it in a very kind of static form. It's just on the page. And, like, there's that sense of movement, but seeing it is really believing it here. And I, I really think Yufidable has done a great job of really kind of bringing this sword to life in a way that kind of doesn't feel jarring and actually looks insanely cool. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, but I think, like, another big highlight here is with Tokito. Oh, man. And his confrontation with Gyoko, which, I mean, I thought, I knew it was going to be cool, but... Man, the way Gyoko shows up and the way he introduces himself, man, that's it's both horrific and amazing at the same time. Agreed. Like when he, when he showed that uh group of stitched people coming out of that pot. Ooh. I was I was like, "What? I I I didn't even remember this from the manga." Chills, man. It was crazy. Yeah, nah, instant chills. And really kind of sets the tone of the type of enemy Gyoko is. Like, someone that's very sadistic, yet having a kind of a carefree attitude. Very, I guess, lackadaisical in a way. Uncaring of others, but savoring their own pleasure. Which is, is a good contrast to Hatengu, where the main body of Hatengu is very much kind of cowardly, um... And kind of, like, hides from attention, doesn't want to face confrontation. Agreed. So, it it creates this really nice, like, uh, dynamic there. Absolutely. And we even get a few hints here at uh, some possible looks at Tokito's past. Indeed we do. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious to see how some anime-only fans are going to react to the coming episodes with that, because I... 
I was very surprised by Tokito's backstory the first time I saw it. It completely changed the way I looked at him. Honestly. It it really does, especially given the type of character he's introduced as is kind of more I wouldn't say necessarily emotionless, but more kind of distant in a way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's gonna be really cool to see what happens here. But I I've been holding back talking about the biggest most important thing in this episode and that's the stuff with Tanjiro. Oh man. man. This is it. Yes. Oh, so like beforehand when this episode was like about to come out, word got on the street that a uh, legendary animator Nozomu Abe, who has done some of the most amazing cuts of Demon Slayer in the previous seasons, was animating a cut for this episode. And Laser, I think you can probably guess what cut it was, but it exceeded my expectations here. When when we see Tanjiro's red sword come out with him having the mark and then him charging through, cutting through Arogi, cutting through Sekido, cutting through Karaku, Man. and you get that whole dragon shape sequence there. It is beautiful. I, I was speechless. I, I, I was just speechless. Jaw on the floor. The, the, this was spectacular yeah it really was like i feel like i have i have no words at times when i'm watching demon slayer now and this week was honestly no exception absolutely it was insane yeah and i like that uh there's a lot of kind of connections here that can be made to the past of the demon slayers specifically the memories that tanjiro seems to have of yorichi and the idea that Yorichi also had this red sword. But even though Tanjiro's not creating this red sword through the same means as Yorichi is apparently doing, it still holds similar significance. And we even see that in how the different versions of Hatengu are reacting to that sword. They instantly connect that sword with Muzan's memories of Yorichi. Mm-hmm. And like I, I really love the short transition you see where like they have Tanjiro's like close-up face, and then you see a flash of Yorichi's face. Oh God. So cool to get all this going. It really is. I mean it's obviously it's just the beginning, as we both know here, and we, we constantly tease on the podcast. <laughs> there is more to come. Honestly, though, it's like I I am surprised we got such a cool scene this early into the season. I was expecting something kind of like flashy and big near the end of the season, kind of like what we had with Entertainment District. Yeah. But even though it, it's arguably, yeah, it's, it's not that long of a cut. It's like about a minute or so. But that one minute, you are just lost in the animation. Oh, man, you really are. It's just so masterfully done. Yeah. It, it honestly really is. And like, I I just am really continue to be excited to see what Yufa Table has in store for the rest of this fight. Because it seems like, okay, maybe we're near the end of this conflict by the end of this episode. But uh, it doesn't, it doesn't actually seem that way once we realize, oh wait, Genya seems a little bit uh, unsettled. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Genya forgot to have a Snickers. He's not him when he's angry. Genya got off the train. 
Yeah, Genya definitely got off the train. He shouldn't have. He should not have gotten off the train. Yeah, Demon Slayer has taught us, never get off the train. No, the train is your friend. It keeps you safe. It's when you get off the train that Akaza comes and punches a hole through you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty accurate. Though, I mean, Genya did beat down Aizetsu there, so... That's true, that's true. But he definitely, he definitely needs a Snickers. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe he can get one from uh, Nezuko. Maybe. It's quite possible. I mean, Nezuko does seem like uh, the battle mage type. She does. If we're if we're classifying her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she does literally light Tanjiro's blade on fire in this episode. Oh, God, I'm so, so happy that's been animated. Yeah, honestly, I, I really love the agency that Nezuko has in this arc. I know we've kind of mentioned before, but even like the scene here in this episode where Nezuko is the one like having them escape from the different forms of Hatengu from like the manor. Yep. Like Nezuko is the one taking the initiative there, not Tanjiro. She is not a person who needs other people to do things for her. She is perfectly capable of acting on her own. She's a strong, independent woman. Okay, I'm joking at that point. But like legit, she is though. Um, but like not in a way that gets your face. She is able to do the thing she needs to do. Yeah, which I feel is like very long overdue in the series. Absolutely. Top one of my top favorite characters. She's amazing, and this arc is a lot of why I love her so much. And it's really nice to see her do not just a little, but a lot. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with that. And like, I I think that it also, I think, further confirms the bond that Nezuko and Tanjiro have in the series by having Nezuko grow to have this initiative in the story, even as a demon, even after losing her quote unquote humanity in a way. What I found really interesting is that she and Tanjiro keep, were carrying each other at different points during the story. Yeah, that that's a great point. Like, they've become their own supports for each other as like you would with a normal sibling yeah there are points uh, uh where uh tondro's being carried by her she gets knocked out tondra picks her up carries her neither one could make it out of there without the other they're very much a team mm, yeah no i definitely agree i'm i'm being reminded now of the scene at the end of last season where we have the little Nezuko <laughs> transporting Tanjiro around after the battle. All aboard the Nezuko bus. Yeah, such a such a funny scene. It's it's beautiful. It's hilarious and heartwarming at the same time. Yeah, it it really is. I I'm trying to like think of like more to say about this episode, but God, there's a lot of action and a lot of really intense moments and a lot of beautiful moments. But I don't know what to say beyond what we've said. Yeah, like, I think that's that's kind of the big problem with covering Demon Slayer week to week now. It's like, there's so much cool that's happening on screen, but when you have to think about it in retrospect, it's like, not a lot is technically happening. But at the same time, it's about that experience, about the journey that you're having during those 20 minutes. Demon Slayer is really good about that. Some episodes, a lot happens without a lot of action, so you have a lot to talk about. And in other episodes, there's not a lot to talk about, but gosh, is it a ride? Mm, yeah, nah, I think like that's that's why we're here, for that ride. 
that that constant and never ending train. Never ending train. Mugen train. Give me the ticket to the demon train. Just don't get off of it. Yeah, we we can't escape trains on this podcast. Apparently, it it cannot be done. All aboard. Choo choo. But yeah, I mean, I'm just really excited to see what happens in episode six here. I I do find it funny that we ended on that Genya scene knowing what actually is going to happen. It's it's such a it's such a funny thing for them to do. Yeah, nah. I mean, I I don't want to say more than that to spoil anything, but it's a it's an interesting choice. It is a very interesting choice, but I like it. I like it. Yeah, I think one other thing that we didn't mention is that Tokido was headed towards Hagare Nezuka's, I guess, hideout of sorts, where he's been working on Tanjiro's sword. And he also wants to get his own sword. Yeah. And I uh, wonder, maybe maybe we might see Haganezka again soon. I hope so. Hopefully he doesn't beat someone up, but... Hopefully he beats up a demon this time. Okay, that's true. If he's beating up a demon, that's that's one thing. I, I will say, I, uh, man, the scene with the... Uh... The swordsmith villagers being used in <clears throat> art was very appropriately horrifying. Yeah, it definitely was. You know what it actually reminded me of? It reminded me of that one story arc in Psychopaths where there's that serial killer that makes uh, sculptures out of the high school girls. Oh, geez. I never got that far in that show. <laughs> Oh, you gotta get to that arc. It's extremely disturbing, but it's actually, it's really good. I believe it. Yeah, so it it gave me very similar feelings of discomfort. Oh, yeah. Which is a good thing. Oh, yeah, I mean, demon being creepy, that's that's what they do. Spooky, scary demons. That's why we gotta, uh, to exterminate them. That's that's why we gotta slay them. Yes, we have slaying in our Demon Slayer series, who would have guessed? We slay demons in Demon Slayer. We don't negotiate with demons around here. Yeah, where's our Demon Negotiator series? Demon Negotiator series. My name is Roger Smith, and I'm a negotiator. (laughs) (laughs) We won't be intimidated by demon threats. Nezuko, showtime. Oh my god. Oh lord. Yeah, I mean, Laser, do you have anything else to say about this episode? Anything you want to get off your chest? confess to the demon slayer fandom i confess that this episode was amazing i also confess that i think that's all i got left in me anything else is just going to be a really dumb joke about uh, nesco being a giant robot now i mean that's not a bad thing no we need more jokes on this podcast more (laughs) yes you can never have enough well i mean i guess that's a good thing i'm here thanks i make all the dumb jokes exactly you're making up for my lack of good jokes. <laughs> I don't know if mine are good, but they're jokes. <laughs> they're better than what I can come up with. Fair enough. Well, it's honestly, I think most of them are bangers. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Audience, if you think Laser's jokes are bangers, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> no. Otherwise, we'll fire him. Yeah, yeah. Just, just let me know that I'm terrible. I know. I know I am. But yeah, I think overall, really good episode, as always. Looking forward to episode six and the continued story of the Swordsmith Village arc. One of the best arcs in the series. Absolutely my favorite. But until next time, Laser, where can people find you? 
Well, outside of uh, bad comedy clubs, you can find me on Twitter at LaserKid Prime. And you can find me over on uh, Tsunami Faithful, writing editorials and regularly appearing on the Tsunami Faithful podcast. Awesome. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLordGTZ. And I write various things in my free time for MangaMavericks.com as well as TsunamiFaithful.com. So you can check out my writing over there. And then I do a bunch of podcasts. The What I do with the laser is the Dumb Weebs podcast at Dumb Weebs Pod. But then there's also Saturday Night Shoggy at Sat Night Shoggy, as well as Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod. Then I'm also occasionally on the Tanami Faithful podcast at Tanami Podcast. But go check out the extended V-Lord podcast universe out there. Venture forth. But as far as the Demon Slayer podcast is concerned, you can find that on Twitter at DSlayer Podcast, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Tsunami Faithful website itself at tsunamifaithful.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And the podcast is on basically every podcast streaming platform at this point that you can think of apple Podcasts, spotify Podbay, you name it we're there so go look us up subscribe give us a rating or review if you feel like it and just enjoy our episodes and if you want to get early access to our episodes as well as bonus content you can subscribe to our patreon we have a patreon Yes, that's right. We have a Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support us on there, get access to our upcoming schedule, outtakes, bonus podcasts, a ton of cool stuff that we're continuing to even build further. So yeah, if you want to join our growing community of patrons, go check that out over on patreon.com slash Universe. But that about does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Cast in the name of Uyashiki, yay not the guilty, we have came to terms, Nezuko. Come.